And we're back live again. It is a Friday, of course, which nope. I just realized. It took me, I did. It took it, it me until 2.30, like and I work today to realize <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> yes, it is Friday. For some and reason, I thought it was Saturday, but it is Friday. Wow. Yeah, no, it feels good that it's Friday. It, it does not seem like but it. it is not like hockey-related, but yes. Oh, you t- you got the memo. Yes, I, I did. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, all right. I, I did about, get the memo. Yeah. You had to support the team, but the Phillies play their first game tonight. Yeah. We're not I'm talking pretty baseball. Pretty sure against the Marlins, right? Yep, yep, yep. A series yeah. where MLB-wise, especially this season, they need. Yeah. But um, we're not going to get ba- – we're not talking baseball here. No, yeah. no, 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 no. We're not talking no, 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 six no, 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 years. No. Who also starts today? Yes, well, preseason. No, not preseason, uh, they restart. Yeah, they continue. Yeah. yeah, but of course, Anyways. we are talking hockey. Yes, in my opinion, the better, and arguably to me, the, the best, best sport. sport. Yeah, there ever could be. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to talk about we today. Really, we, everyone, we really do. Uh, but I've one of our most jam-packed sessions. No longer months away. It's not even weeks away. We're it's only a days couple away. days away. Until we get hockey again, and not just I'm hockey, so we excited. get hockey thrown in our faces for the whole day, literally twenty four seven, just about. I, I'm pretty much I'm the mornings so will be consi- the mornings until noon be consistent of recapping oh. the games, and then at like eleven previewing the the next games because the next is just okay hockey then oh. hockey then hockey then hockey. Yeah, but that's what I'd but, like. Yeah. Uh, because the MLS, you know, they're, they've started a little while back, and they're, yeah. I think, just about in their next round of uh, playing, and they did the FIFA, the World Cup-style kind of tournament, mm-hmm. which I was really interested in, but I hated their times. Because, like, 9, yeah. and then it's, like, 8.30, like, 8, and then 10.30. The like, times didn't make sense. You're, Don't you're, make sense at all. You're killing so much time in the day where I'm sure it's probably, I'm sure whatever – Disney kind of related thing wherever they're playing in Orlando in their bubble maybe that's why they aren't able to but I mean I would I would have preferred it to be you know more frequent of games not so spread out and that way also you would be able to get more people to view it especially when you have games at 10 30 at night right like no one's gonna stay up there to, to watch that usually they do that because the teams are playing the west coast right but if you're but having any, almost every game, eight, yeah, eight, and that's the one thing I like. That th- I think we talked about the last two podcasts because it's been out for a little bit now. That they're it's three times a game, well, multiple times that they're going to be playing. It starts at noon and it goes to I think ten thirty, but yeah. still, there's hockey in between then, and not just that. It's here in the east, then in the west, Edmonton, east, west. It's good. I guess that's a good way. It's a good kind of transitioning yeah. into kind of league wide stuff. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to go a over, lot. but I think a lot, a lot. A lot. So we got to um, speak with the, about the elephant in the room. We have a name, we have a logo, and yes, we've got jerseys. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the 30 not second team jersey. in the NHL. Not official jerseys yet, but the drawings of what they're the drawings. Are going to yes, but still, welcome the Seattle Kraken. I mm-hmm. love it. Also not <laughs> also not related to uh, hockey, but the NL also announced a new expansion team as well. And really? uh, Texas. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I think like right outside Dallas, something like that. Nice. There you go. Oh, that'd be exciting as well. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm, but I'm very just, excited for this. If we're talking about expansion teams here. <laughs> we might as well, yeah. But um, no, so I, yeah, I, the I, wind is fi- almost finally over. The yeah. fortunate thing is you can't get a jersey because they're not doing or selling jerseys until at least Adidas isn't until uh, yeah. they get closer to actually playing. So which not makes for sense. at Again. least another year, which I yes. think just means once they actually have a person to put on the jersey, so it's not just a random or no jer- no person on the back no of the name. jersey, exactly. no name or like. A number one, and like it's their mascot. Whenever that comes out, right? If it's not a Kraken mascot, I'm gonna be highly upset. Yeah. If they don't drink Kraken but rum, the I'm one thing I was really upset. I was afraid of because the great thing about even going back to Vegas is mm-hmm. that they went with colors that were obviously it was Vegas, so obviously it was going to be gold and glamour kind of thing. But they went different from what every other team did. They did also one Vegas, thing you pointed out to me, which I didn't. Consider a thing about there's no black, no black in New Jersey, no black, which is interesting. I like that. I, I kind of, too. I like that, again, but I'm also one of those guys I know in their jersey or like the third jersey is black or something right. like that. And for me, sure, I'd like the black jersey every once and every now and again, but I'm kind of a little over, over the black because for some reason, the black jersey nowadays they don't like doing a border around, and to me, it just kind of seems cheap. Even the Flyers black jerseys, I'm not that biggest of fans of. I love those jerseys. I absolutely I, love those I'd ra- jerseys. I'd, I'd rather the old black jerseys. But yeah, that's that just I agree with. But I do love the current alternate black jerseys that the Flyers have. I'd rather anyway, be though. the alternate winter classic orange, but that's just right. me. Those are nice, too. Um, either way, though, we have a name. We have a logo. I personally think so. it looks really cool. Oh, I know a lot of people, you're not on the fence with it as uh, but at much. the same time, it's at S, so you can only do so much with an S. Right, you can. The one underrated detail, I think, is on the shoulders of the jersey. It's the anchors. And on mm-hmm. the top part of the anchor, it's actually the um, Space Needle, which is awesome. Also, Seattle, if you're listening detail. to this, um, I would like some credit for this if you do do this. Um, I texted Jeffrey this, so he knows. This in, oh, it's yeah. in writing. It's in text writing. It is in um, text writing. That the third jersey should be white, and it should have the anchor for the logo. That would be cool. Um, also, white, I, I but can't not, no, sorry, not white. The light, one of the light blue colors they have. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it wasn't white. It was not light white. Blue, it yeah. was the light blue color. Also, so either one this, I'd be fine with. But yeah, you this know. next part goes credit to my dad. He goes, I don't like the Seattle Kraken. I'm going to call them the Seattle Squidwards. So, uh, did you see? There was a tweet that came out that said that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a picture Dan, of Squidward. Dan Squidward, uh, Squidward meme yeah. that should be there. Um, mascot. mascot. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but anyway, also, though. this too, something I brought up to you as well. How yes. great would it be in a couple of years, the Winter Classic being Vegas and oh Seattle? God, yeah, that would be amazing. I think because that's what the, I think I the get, NHL would like that yeah. if those were oh, two yeah. teams that came to rivals. And it, I, I even said it to you because I'm assuming Seattle is going to be just about as good as Vegas was, maybe a little less. I, I think, think. Well, potentially well, better. Well, but are, I think are, you ta- are you talking about right out the gate after the expansion draft? Yeah. Or, okay. If we're talking in the case of that, I think honestly they're going to be better than Vegas. Either way, was I in think first if year. that's the case, I think you can see another quick kind of rivalry form like Vegas oh, and San yeah. Jose has. But that's yeah. also thanks to the playoff format that was able to do that. Right. Exactly, and I definitely think that if you do have a winner class between these two teams, 
not only are they going to be division opponents, but when was the last time you saw a winter classic that involves expansion teams or, or like newer teams in the last several mm-hmm. years and everything? And but again, I think that's gonna be an excellent idea. Vegas, Seattle, you see different jerseys that are gonna become their alternate mm-hmm. jerseys. Whatever the third jerseys are, because neither yeah. one really have a third jersey. Well, no, Vegas, they said that I think it's next year they will reveal a third jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly it could be um, for Seattle. But either way, but there's it, a third it has jersey to have and an the octopus cracking crack on their jersey as an alternate at some point. If mm-hmm. not, everyone's going to be highly disappointed. But even if they have a third jersey that comes up before then, everyone has another jersey that they put for that uh, Winter Classic or Stadium Series, whichever one they're in. Either way, as get these guys an outdoor game, mm-hmm. it's going to be electric. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Um, also, yeah, so that, just yeah. not even just that, because Seattle is a very devoted fan base. They are. They, they are. are very devoted. So that's something literally. And obviously, Vegas is Vegas. So yes. whether you uh, have but, it in Vegas or Seattle or you find some neutral location that's close. Honestly, I say give it to Seattle. Let them have the hometown crowd, which will be awesome. Um, the, the one thing I will say about Seattle, though, is in how devoted their fans are. Either way, they sold. I, I think the numbers were in about 10 minutes. They mentioned yesterday's live on live broadcast yesterday during the announcement in 10 minutes they sold 10,000 season tickets in yeah. 10 minutes of announcing it so and i think over 40,000 fans for season tickets are all the, on the waiting list if that doesn't screen hardcore fans for a new upcoming team in seattle i don't know what does right so there's that mm-hmm. um all I don't right like so the name. that's the only yeah, Kind of Pleasure Arena. I get the idea. I'm not a fan of the name. You could have done better. But other than that, I love the name. I love the jerseys. Mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoy the logo. Again, yeah. like Mike and mentioned, there's only go so much you can do. Either way, the hard part would be if you did it in Vegas. I'm assuming they play in the what is going to be the Raiders' new stadium. Mm, that's an idea. Or, But that's also a dome. Mm. I don't know if that changes anything if it's a dome thing versus outdoor because I don't think they've <gasps> ever done a winter classic in a dome. Well, because all, it wouldn't really well, be a winter classic then. Right. They've either done it at like a university, which they should still do for Pennsylvania. University of Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Philadelphia uh, and Pittsburgh. Ann Arbor. still do one in Pitt, Penn, uh, at Penn State, mm-hmm. but that's not going to ha- Unfortunately, that might not happen just because of alcohol reasons. But that would still be yeah. – that's still the one thing because then there's actually – that's one of the most neutral sites you could have. Yes. No, it is. Um, I agree. Um, other than that – Sorry for the little tangent on Winter Classics. No worries. You're good. And, and again, I, I, you know, I think that's an excellent idea. I think the NHL should really look into that because, again, I'm tired of seeing the same team, Chicago, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Montreal, Pittsburgh. even Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. I'm tired of seeing those guys in the same – you know, playing sure, playing different opponents, but you still see them every other year or two. It gets annoying. I want to see new teams. I'm glad we got to see Dallas. I'm glad we got to see Minnesota in the upcoming. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, wait, isn't Minnesota and Dallas playing each other in the Winter Classic? I forget who. Because it, it's Minnesota and uh, God. That honestly could be the season opener. I don't know. It's. 
oh no, I'm sorry. It, it's the wild and the blues. That's what it is. But again, you know, I, I'm okay with the blues because you know they've only been in one outdoor game, which yeah. again was a winter classic, but I'm okay with that. That's the one thing I, too. I would prefer the next couple to be Western Conference teams. Yeah. Because a lot the of them teams, have been the Eastern Conference teams that you expect expect. Even some of the Western teams you expect. I think Chicago's had a couple. They've um, had like six games outdoors in general. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing Chicago. I know, I know both LA and Anaheim have had some. Yep, they have. Um, so yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, any last Jeffrey, thoughts on Vegas? For you. Yes. Edmonton, Calgary. I love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's a great one too. Anyway, so any last thoughts on Vegas or Vegas, uh, Seattle before we move on, Mike? No, just welcome to the league eventually. Welcome, league boys. All right, that's awesome there. Uh, quick other league updates. Um, Stephen Walcom said, uh, according to Greg Wisniewski of, <laughs> of ESPN, said all officials that have arrived for the NHL restart have tested negative for COVID-19. Um, there's also a report that they, I can't remember. I saw this somewhere on Twitter where basically everyone in the last you know, week or two of all the players, I don't think a single one had tested for positive for it, which is phenomenal. Um, I, I, I'm, because I saw it's like 800 some people were tested and I don't think a single one were tested positive, which is no, crazy. There was, there was a thing the other day hmm. or even recently too with uh Pasternak. Yeah, no. So he, it, it was weird. So, um, both Granted, that's and, one and thing Jake that Borchak. has come out for this uh, mm-hmm. season that injuries and everything don't won't be right. really disclosed, um, which is why I think you see a lot more people panicking, like I think you were just about to mention, and right. uh, uh, Jake Voracek, who yes. missed Because, so, again, both Jake and uh, Posternak were both deemed unfit to practice. Now, we clearly don't know what that understand what that means. Um, good news is they're back. It sounds like um, to grass cover. It sounds like he has a fractured finger yeah. for Boston, so he'll be out for a tiny bit. Um, yeah, the, yeah, he is from this article from this morning. Um, Pasternak's not with the Bruins. Yeah, he's in the Czech Republic. Yeah, there's that. It's they um, say and this it says he's in good shape and everything, but if that's the case, um, not that I think that's a big loss. That's a it's a big loss for the Bruins. Don't get me wrong, but I think they could be okay without Pasternak just because of Bergeron yeah. and uh, Martian. But mm-hmm. you do lose a lot of offensive yes. abilities without Pasternak. And sure, he could come back when it actually playoffs start, hmm. but that means he could miss when the Flyers play him. That's true. And that means they, if that happens, because they're playing the, they have to go up against the Flyers, the Lightning, and the Capitals. Not none of those teams are walkaways. You can't step over them. Right. There's a reason why all four teams are there, yes. and if. There's a bigger loss there without Pasternak, especially offensive-wise. Obviously, they're so great defensively that mm-hmm. any team will have that 
you know, difficulty scoring on them. But on the flip side of that, if they're not scoring either, you can have low-scoring games, but they could still lose. And then not get that first overall, or first, yeah, being the first, uh, first, first seed. seed. Yes. Not that it's any, not that it's yeah. worse, because the first they can probably is do is fourth. Right. Which uh, again, for them would for, be for, terrible because the... they'd have to go up against the Penguins. At that's that true. That's very very true. Again, that's not a re- that's not really a walk in the park, but just saying there's. Yeah. Once you fall back into where you end up seating wise, the competition does get a little harder. If I'm if the teams I think right. make it out of the uh, right for, for the teams that you're predicting, yeah. correct? Like the Carol, the team I'm uh, and I have them thinking of is Florida, Carolina, and Pittsburgh. Right. I'm still going back and forth between Pittsburgh and Montreal, honestly. But I know you are either way. Either way, though, it's you know it's exciting times. Um, mm-hmm. Hockey is days away. Um, here. Other news. Uh, some oh, small... other stuff that came out too. Yeah. Uh, just for the bubble and everything. So Grinch, yeah. Chris Johnson was tweeting out a lot of stuff last night. I guess that was kind of agreed upon. And mm-hmm. there's a if you want to look at it, this is on Chris Johnson's uh, Twitter page from 17 mm-hmm. hours ago. Um, and one of the things he posted out was a map and showing where people can, the secure zones for both Edmonton and Toronto. Um, and one thing he did mention is um, at the concierge of both hotels that these players, these te- uh, teams will be staying at, uh, they can have uh, groceries delivered, pharmacy needs, and all that stuff kind of delivered to them so they don't have to worry about leaving. And another thing was... Uh, kind of sketch of what the games could potentially look like. Um, and that's where I kind of want yes. to go off for a second because another good thing too is um, as a way to kind of get a home field kind of feels, uh, you will get local goal horns and songs for the teams. So there's that as well. But if you, for me, when you look at the picture of the game, the, uh, game presentation, mm-hmm. To me, it seemed it it could look cool, but it also for me, I had this feeling of it looking kind of arcadey, kind of bubble hockey esque. Yeah, uh, as I said before, we got into the podcast, uh, what bubble hockey, whatever that game's called, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like if you had that, but you put like you know arcade kind of style with it. But yeah. It, By the way, I, I know, love. A lot of the I, stands, I get it. I get it. A lot of the stands, I'm sure it's going to be ads and everything but right i gotta point this out in their picture that they um published on nice on nbc sports's twitter page Mm -hmm. there is so a player on chicago taking a wrist shot and Mm -hmm. the there's everyone is in the zone for edmonton zone and it's Connor mcdavid going on down on one knee to block it because he's clearly seen clear as day at 97 on the back of the oilers jersey there but it's just funny that um, they, they, they had, like, the only guy remotely close to in the area, not a defenseman, but it's Connor McDavid. Yeah, but to, if there's anyone that's kind, kind of confused about what we're looking at. So on the one end, there's, uh, like, a, another kind of scoreboard, which I assume, because they're showing a Edmonton Oilers and uh, Chicago Blackhawks game, I'm assuming each game would be different from what you're seeing. I'm sure yeah. if it's, like, the Flyers playing – 
the Bruins or whatever would be Bruins players and Flyers players on one side. Yes. Um, and then there's a bunch of light fixtures next to each picture. And in the arena seats itself, there's going to be NHL logo and yeah. NHL logo. And I'm assuming in between all those would probably be ads, if I had yeah. to guess. W- one thing that I find very cool, the center ice logo is the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Which I think cool. that's awesome. I because think obviously awesome. for NHL purposes, unlike the NBA where you can put hardwood or hardwood because their thing for getting kind of home field atmospheres to put the home team's boards down really? yeah but for the nhl you can't really paint over when you're so many games going on one day so i think that's right. a good neutral kind of thing i was gonna either, say originally i prefer NHL that logo, I, but yeah, I, yes. I can prefer the cup than the nhl logo you know again because it, it makes Cause to me if it's an NHL logo it seems like exhibition versus uh playoffs yeah. no and that's fair but again if you are looking at the cup etched in ice and every time you go to you know you're skating by you happen to look down or you're taking the face off you see what you're fighting for it's pushing you more and saying all right i'm coming after you i want the mm-hmm. cup and i, so, do so like, I actually because i was detail. curious if there would be the local low horns and how they would do that but i, I do like I that think, they do that because I, I, that's one thing that all these teams obviously are going to miss is that home atmosphere to yeah. build momentum off of We've talked about this many times also, but oh, yeah. that's one thing that's going to be missing. So if you can get some kind of home thing, but I'm also not sure if that means both get it. So if like, I, I think so. So do you know what, or what I think the situation could be? Think back to the Flyers season opener in Prague against the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. They had both the Flyers goal horn, their song, mm-hmm. same thing with Chicago's goal horn and mm-hmm. their song. The best no team the scores this year was that um, Swedish team, for the record. Yeah. And no matter who scores, they're going to do what they did in Prague when the Flyers played Chicago. If Again, if it's Edmonton versus yeah. uh, Chicago, Edmonton scores, yeah. they're going to play Edmonton's goal song, uh, their goal horn. If mm-hmm. Chicago scores their goal horn, goal song. So, and then the other thing that they're going to do, most likely, is they're going to probably gather video – and noises of their fans cheering yeah. and there's and also occasionally put in so, uh, sounds of you know let's go oilers let's, mm-hmm. you know let's go hawks kind of yeah. thing and teams are saying to record themselves saying some yes. chant which for exactly. me off the top of my head the only flyers chant i know is let's go flyers yeah exactly I don't know any other or, or, chants that you can't say on camera okay yeah you suck <laughs> yeah asshole yeah well it picks it up, but you know. Uh, there's also going to be a five second delay as well. Yes. That doesn't help. Also, they're going to pipe in similar to MLBs, and they're piping MLB the show uh, crowd noise. The NHL is going to be doing the NHL where EA, uh, NHL version of their crowd noise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's in arena or if that's going to be just on broadcast. Like the that would be interesting because I, I kind of hope what they do is it's just in a broadcaster listening to their piping of that. Noise. I kind of hope people there around, yeah. is empty. You can't hear any of that. I, I kind of hope it, it's everywhere, not just yeah. on the broadcast. I hope it's because again, like if you hear 
the go horn, you hear the crowd noise. Yeah, it's cheesy, mm-hmm. but if you hear it, it kind of amps you up. It's like, okay, like we're yeah. playing for someone. We if hear you don't the make noise it of the cheesy, fans. It can be cool. Exactly. If you don't make it too cheesy, it'll work. Because again, it'll, it'll, you just need a plain, simple, something that sounds realistic enough. Where again, it's not too cheesy and it will get the boys going. Then, one last thing before we tra- kind of transition yes. out of League Y, y stuff. This is going to be hard for me to do, Jeff. Oh, um, no. I know where you're going. I have to give some yep. praises to Gary Bettman. Oh, God. That, 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 that's, <laughs> oh, I can't believe Sorry. you said that, but I, oh, you, you, you kind of have to. You, you uh, have and to, here's but... my reason. And it's not just him. It's him, it's the owners, week. and the player association the players. It's the whole thing because, to me at least, they're the best. They've done the best in terms of bringing that coming back to play because, yeah, they did. They took a little bit of what every league did in terms of coming back. They just made it. They didn't have any issue money wise or anything that the NBA and sorry MLB had, NBA wise because obviously. I'm warming up to a little bit of the 2014 plus. Still not my favorite, but at least they did it's two bubbles than, instead of yeah. one du- one bubble that the NBA did. And they also right. didn't just jump right into the playoffs. The NBA, it's like the yeah. end of they do some season games and then it's the playoffs. The NHL it's straight playoffs. Yeah, and which is good. They also have two bubbles, which is also yeah, which is so honestly you, obviously I think get that's rid of the biggest that. key to this. Yes. And they waited so long, which is also another key to where you see how both kind of these countries and these cities and everything kind of have dealt with coronavirus and everything. So right now, the two best cities to be doing it in country would be Canada, and that's how you end up with Toronto and Edmonton. Obviously, Edmonton had some issues, and they're also being really, really strict with when it comes to players staying in. Very like I think even this week they're starting to put up fencing around Edmonton and everything. So wow, there's going to be fencing because obviously the NBA also has this too, being in Disney World and with Disney mm-hmm. Open, they have that possibility of potential overlap of uh, trying to keep yeah. NBA players and the public away from each other. Um, and yeah, the no, NHL is taking a, uh, no chances. Like I mentioned earlier. There was earlier, a guy in the NBA who he crossed the, literally like there's some sort of Mm-hmm. line that he crossed just because he wanted to get his food mm-hmm. and then he ended quarantine. Yeah, they don't want to be days. like the and the Bundesliga when they came back, um a guy went because he forgot his toothbrush or toothpaste or something mm-hmm. and he went to go to the pharmacy to get it and he had to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And I don't I don't think the NHL wants that kind of thing. So I think that's why you see Contiers, you can just have stuff delivered, groceries, pharmacy needs, all that. So you don't have to worry about leaving. And obviously, what I was talking about earlier with Chris Johnson's tweets, um, mm-hmm. it seems to be areas where the team and players are allowed to, you know, go and uh, everything. Yeah. And again, I have you have to kind of praise what they did. And what was said last night is that Gary Bettman was in great kind of conversations with. Um, Anthony Fauci, uh, Dr. Fauci, with uh, regards to coming back and making sure it's as safe as possible for these players to be able to do it. And luckily, the one good thing is there hasn't been 
any real uh, anyone really getting tested positive of it, at least in the past week. Right. Which is great. No, now, it'll change easy. when it's all these it'll change when all these teams go. But my question now is I'm assuming each team has their own floor. Like the flyer say the flyers are on yeah. like the eighth floor of their resort or their hotel, sorry. That's their whole floor. Their team, right. roster, coaches, medical, medical whoever. Staff. That's yeah. their yeah. whole row, their whole floor. Or is I, it I like, definitely agree that it should just be something so you're like that, kind of just around your team and not really just because there's also that ability. Right. Obviously, if someone gets sick or you know gets right. a positive, they can kind of still yeah. separate the themselves. The other thing I did see, Mike, was um, I don't think there was something. There's some talks about whether or not I, I can't see. I can't remember. It was again somewhere on Twitter where I guess if I can find it really quickly where. Someone pointed at the great. Um, here it is. It's us. One sports them. Um, so NHL players prepare to battle on ice and also share space in the secure zone. There's obviously with all these rivalries going on, especially during the playoffs. There's going to be some awkward, tense moments where, you know, so, or you know, players they're going to have to worry about their rivals. Like for example. Um, you know, like the Leafs and the, the Bruins and everything like that, Flyers, Penguins, especially. Um, but maybe a lot of the a yeah. lot of the rivalries, even though some can, especially since these games are really going to count and matter, mm-hmm. um, those are more in game kind of things that happen. Right. But and I'm the, just saying, though, the, the of, fact that you might, like, like even off the ice, like when you're just back at your hotel sure. after, like, let's say it's off the loss or something like that, you see a guy who's on the other team and just like, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk to this guy. Just, like, just get sure. the heck out of my face. And they're going to have these rivalries. But even Claude Giroux and, Chris, and Cindy Crosby had the, one of the bigger rivalries you could have. And once they actually kind of played on Team Canada and got to know each other more, that rivalry kind of sizzled a yeah. bit. It did. Not that point. Now that's the worst thing, but like <laughs> a lot of these guys all have like the same kind of frame mind of what's needed and everything. And because Absolutely. once they're in that bubble, even though they're I think they're arriving a couple of days before everything starts. They once everything are, yeah. starts, it's all hockey. It's all kind of so it's, it's, it's like business. you were back in the season. So you're not really congregating during the season when you had to stay in these resorts and these hotels or wherever. So even though there's a lot more teams, I feel like there's going to be not a lot of – you might see each other, someone else like in the lobby if I had to guess, but I don't know if there's going to be that a lot of um, interaction between right. well, but but That's just my the, thing. That's my yeah. thinking. The, the other thing too I think, is I definitely agree with the fact that you'll see each other in a lobby a lot. But again, I don't think we know quite yet. Like, do we know which teams are going to be which hotels mm-hmm. or anything? But like you said, could they be on their own separate floor, which is probably the best case scenario? Worst case scenario, they might there, be. Or is it like, yeah. I'm assuming the whole hotel is them. Is it every other floor, depending on how Even tall the building is? That would be better. Because again, depending on how tall the building is, depending on how many people each team has with players and staff and this and yeah, that there's and a lot of questions so there are um all right so but yeah let's move, yeah let's let's move on um 
So we have, we might as well get into this now. Uh, let's get into some lists to judge again. Uh, so yeah. you're, are you uh, saying we're tra transitioning over to the Flyers? In a way, it, it still relates to the league, but it's also slowly but surely getting to the Flyers. Got it. But I know what you're talking about. Yes. My point, my point on these lists are coming back to the Flyers' sake. But yes. obviously we so, talk about this. Actually, before we do eh, – never mind. Let's do that first. Never mind. Don't listen to me. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. from now on, just don't listen. Okay. <laughs> uh, but let's go on. So the NHL um, Network recently released their list for the top 20 defensemen yeah. and top 20 centers. We're going to break down the top 20 list for the defensemen first. Yeah, that's the more recent Ooh. one that came out 20 Ooh. hours ago. And oh, this, this one hurts. They do the this same, one hurts. Obviously, I'm sure NHL Network and NHL.com probably are the same people working on these things. But oh, yeah. the top 20 <sighs> defensemen in the league, you cannot have two rookies in the top 20. No. I'm sorry. Not even that. The top 15. The only exception to this in any of these lists is uh, Connor McDavid. But that's because yes. just because everyone kind of knew he was going to be the next great exactly. one. Not to exactly. steal, not to steal uh, Wayne Gretzky's thing, but he was going to be the next. Everyone knew no, that. He, he, he was deemed the next great one. But again, like. And he know, did that, that immediately. So right. he earned that spot. Yes. Do I, th but again, do I think Kel McCarr and Quinn Hughes are good defensemen? Sure. Do I think, I think they'll eventually really be defensemen. top 20 defensemen? Sure. We'll see how their careers go, but, but are they now? right now? No. no. Is no. Kel McCarr better than Dougie Hamilton, Chris Letang, Charlie McAvoy, Zach Rensky, who round at the bottom seven? Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. All right. So let's, before we let's, go any more yeah. into it, let's go over the top um, few picks it's 20 down to 11 to 20 shape theodore could be worse could be better um do you think shape theodore belongs on this top 20 list i do i think he's a really good defenseman no i think, I think so he was too. one of those i honestly thought when they got him from uh anaheim i think he played beforehand i don't even know where they got um, him from i can't remember i think it was there i thought that was kind of not a steal, but I thought that was a really good pickup. Un underrated Vegas. pick, yeah. 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 Um, 19, Mark Giordano, the captain at from this, Calgary. I think he's a this, very good defenseman. At this stage and age, yeah, his play is declining. He can even flip-flop Gio and Theodore. You can even stick with just Calgary in general. Um, right. What's his face? Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin, yeah. There's also Elias Lindholm. Mm -hmm. I thought Dougie Hamilton, but I forgot he's in Carolina. Yeah, now. he's in Carolina. <laughs> uh, number 18, Ryan Ellis. I think Ellis... I put him there. He's a good pick. Again, between those At, last three mm -hmm. players, I would probably switch around the tiniest bit. Um, just, you know, some reordering here and there. That's all. Yeah. Um, this one I don't agree with here. Morgan Riley at 17. That's extremely low for Morgan Riley. I honestly yeah. think that's extremely low. I like, think that's again, low, but I wouldn't put him 
higher than say 15. He's a, good he's a good defenseman, don't get me wrong, but right. compared to some of these this, other guys. This is also nitpicky. All these guys in the top 20 are great defensemen. Yes, of course. But I, I would still reorganize this list the tiniest bit and starts with Morgan Riley. Yes. I don't know where I would put him. Maybe I, I, I think he would be being in the top 15. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I think I would still slot him around 12 or 13, maybe at like the highest or even, I don't know. Uh, but again, I think he deserves more credit than he actually gets. I thought about 15, but that's probably where I'd have yeah. him. Uh, here's a tough one. Eric Carlson at 16. I'd have him at 11. Not, that just, not 11, sorry, 14. I, uh, 13, I 14 around there. I want to bump up Carlson on this list, pushing him, well, I guess, yeah, higher on this list in a good way. But he's not. he has not been the same Eric Carlson that we know. He's had a lot of injuries and everything. And sure, injuries. I, I don't know. That, but he's still a great still, defenseman. No, for sure. It, so I a, think next year you will see a much improved Eric Carlson. I, I really it'll, be another, it'll be another year getting familiar with San Jose, that system. Yeah. But also if, he's, that, well, if he's with the, Red Burns or not. All right. The, the also nice thing is he – is using all this time not playing to really heal because he yeah. he's a guy who is absolute warrior battles and takes a lot of heat, he, takes a lot of injuries and everything. Right I want you to know this after what he did with uh, Ottawa. Ottawa, pretty much all on his shoulders. Yeah. All right, uh, 15. fifteen. Jacob Slavin. I'd actually have him higher. I'm, I'm a Slavin fan. Slavin is I think he's one a, of those defensemen that does very, not get any really credit. underrated defenseman. Exactly. For whatever reason, people have well, so low on Well, there's also, another, there's also a Russian defenseman on here that I also <clears throat> make the same argument for. But that's yes. just me. Yeah. I think we all know who we're talking about. Evgeny, Evgeny Medvedev. Medvedev, he's the man. Um, anyway, so after the first couple picks so far how do you like the order of these picks from theodore at 20 all the way to 15 for slavin um it's not where i have the problems with the list i'll I'll put it at that slavin is the only one i'll i'd say is wrong but i even probably still have them out outside of the top 10 i I think that and again it's a very tough list but the, so, I would definitely use some reorder. Drew Doughty's not the same. The Kings weren't good this year, but you can't have Drew Doughty at 13. I know I'm jumping no. ahead here, but Drew Doughty's still one of the best defensemen in the league. Oh, yeah. I would put him probably in the top eight. I put him in the top five. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, Shea Weber at 14. With this kind of list, I think he could be just a bit higher, if not at 14 can, at the highest. Yeah, I can, yeah, or I can lowest, I mean. So that one is all right. Again, as Mike mentioned, 13th year Dowdy. I'm subbing, I'm subbing Quinn Hughes for Ivan Provorov. And then yeah. jumping Ivan Provorov up and putting um, Zach. Eh, I'm probably going to put Zach Rensky here. I'll put Charlie McAvoy here. Uh, I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting Provorov probably where Kale McCarr is at six. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, 12 Quinn Hughes. We both disagree highly. Again, we I, I personally love Quinn Hughes. I'm sure you're a big fan. 
but unfortunately, rookies I think don't belong I, on this list. Unless, unless he is a franchise defenseman, mm-hmm. no rookie should be on this list ever. No. Period. I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of career you're going to have. Unless you're a franchise defenseman, you do not belong on the twenty top 20 defenseman list no. as a rookie. That's, I generally I love believe Quinn Hughes. Be- I love Kale McCarr. They're going to have phenomenal careers. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen as rookies who deserve to be on this top 20 list. Again, two of my favorite players to watch. They will be. They're going to be all-stars. If they are, I think they already are probably, uh, with each going to at least an all-star game. But again, it's not going to happen on this list for me. Take them off the list. Yeah. So, I, so I'll say so, this. Yeah. I think he'll by far be the best to use. I think he'll be better than Jack Hughes. There's also one more Hughes coming in. Yeah. I, I generally so, believe like two years away. But that's obviously at the moment, it's not really saying that much because Jack mm-hmm. Hughes hasn't really, he's still developing as well. And the other Hughes isn't really yes. yet. But I generally believe Quinn Hughes will end up being the best Hughes. He's, he has the ability to do that. He is. Uh, all right. Number 11, Brent Burns. I'll put him, I have him in the top 10. I have him at like I feel 10, like you, I feel 10 like or 11. I, I, I'm not, I don't hate it. I have him around 10 or 11. Yeah. That's just me. I'm going to have him at 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wierenski, he's at 10. These next three, after... I'll say, and Ivan Provorov too, are going to be the most, I think for us, just because we're in the Metro, we follow Ivan Provorov and the Blue Jackets, even the Bruins a bit too, that these three are going to be locked together for their whole careers yeah forever because uh, they all came up literally the same draft i think now not only that but Wierenski yeah, was only a few picks away from program about two picks away yeah and mcavoy even or back. the next pick actually yeah yeah and mcavoy even farther back yeah there's that but these guys are all going to be around the same time i know Provorov this year at times wasn't the best but i think Provorov's better than Wierenski um, McAvoy at the moment, it's a toss-up for me, but I, I still have – I'd have Provorov slight edge at the moment of McAvoy. There, there are a lot of different factors for each player, and the way McAvoy uses his speed probably outshines Provorov a little bit because, you know, Provorov, he's a good two-way defenseman, absolutely. McAvoy – there's something the reason, here's my reasoning for, that is unreal that just outshines everyone else. It's still a very close toss-up, but I, 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 I can go either way with McAvoy or Provorov. And the reason why I don't put Rensky in that list is because he's an offensive, more offensively minded defenseman. Not that that's a bad you, thing. You could say the same but, thing with McAvoy, though. But McAvoy, yeah, but I think McAvoy has a better defensive understanding ability. of yeah, it. I think he's a better, he has, more, he's yes. more well-rounded, I'll say. And Provorov, I, the reason why I put Provorov too, I, he, he is great two ways, but I think his offensive game could still use a little development or a little more improving. Absolutely. But th- I think that's easier to do for me as a defenseman to become a little more offensive than it is for an offensive-minded defenseman like Zakarensky to eventually become defense, the, the exactly. more defensive-oriented. Then exactly. Zakarensky is his partner, Seth Jones. 
Yes, he was very high on this list, which I agree with. Yeah, because Seth Jones um, is already. their top defenseman. So I'm sorry, Wierenski, but so he between is. these lists, between these players on this list at ten and nine, where do you put Provorov, Wierenski, and McAvoy in specific order? I have Wierenski at that. I have Wierenski at that twelve. Or, uh, sorry, twelve. Yes, because again, you still have McAvoy, Rudowdy. To, to put somewhere. Um, I'll do this. 12, I, 11, 10. All right. So 12 per is... Being, per Rob being the 10. Okay. So 12... Because I have I have uh, Brett Burns in this, my top 10. Okay. So, and so Drew Doughty. Have, I have those two in my top 10 that are in this top 10. All right, so, that, so those two 12, would take 12 out... 12 is Wierenski for you. Yeah. Those two would take out Charlie McAvoy and Kel McCarr for me. Okay, so 12 is, is Wierenski. Who is 11 for you then? Charlie McAvoy. And then Provorov's okay. 10. Then Provorov's 10. Um, would Again, you go for us, that 9, be... Burns, 8, Dowdy, or Flip-Flop? No, Burns is in my top five. I mean, not Burns. Okay. Uh, Burns would be my nine. But, uh, okay, Burns is nine. Drew Dowdy's in my top five. Dowdy's so. in the top five, okay. Uh, all right, so let's go to eight, Chris Tang. Yes, no. Sure. I, I might have him maybe uh, a, I would a bump little lower. Down. Maybe a little I lower, but lower. I'd, I'd still say he's a probably top 10 defenseman. I think injuries haven't helped him, no. but when he is healthy, he does provide he, he's a very impact big for the Penguins. To deal with. Yeah. So when he's very healthy, he's a problem. Yeah, his age is getting to him a bit. His I think that's speed, another thing too. His speed he uses to his factor. We mentioned Eric Carlson, who another one I can make an argument for top ten. Just saying, yeah. um, but with him yeah. this time off helping him uh, heal, Chris Letang, I could make the same argument for too. Except he's uh-huh. going to have to come back sooner than Eric Carlson, obviously, because yeah. he's not going to be in the top All right. in the playoffs. Number seven, Dougie Hamilton. I might bump him up to six. It's yes, so hard to I was going to say, I might bump him up to six as well. I would say six, Kel McCarthy. He's not on the list because he's a rookie. Who, who, are you subbing, great... who are you subbing in for him? That's a great question. Because he has to sub in someone. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, Is honestly, it Burns? I don't even know. Or... Pro- probably Burns would just Burns, be on the Stouty. I, I would have Carlson. Uh, those I guys love, are I, all. I love the top five. I really do. If anything, I would go. Oh, man, I don't want to do this, but if anything, I might go six is Seth Jones, five Drew Daly. Okay. I love Seth Jones. His game's phenomenal, but mm-hmm. you've got to have <clears throat> excuse me, Drew Daly higher than uh, Seth Jones. I agree. Um, all right, number five was Seth Jones. Do you do what I do? Where you put Bob? Where you insert? I put, John, uh, I put John Carlson here. John Carlson. Okay. I think it's a good good defenseman. I don't think he's top three. Yeah, because again, again he, he's another he's, he's that, another one he's of my an examples. Offensive defenseman. Yeah, and his defensive game is obviously coming, but I think a lot of reasons why he's so high in these people's list is because he put up like 50 60 assists obviously is great 
uh, that you have a defenseman producing as much as you do with John Carlson. And if you're an offensive minded defenseman, that's someone you'll look up to your game towards. Um, mm-hmm. But in, I don't know. There's just something about John Carlson. I, I've put him in my top five, but if I'm, if I'm talking personally, I like Earl Carlson more than John Carlson. That's just me. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I love John that, that Carlson. That also may be because he's a capital. He's superb. True. Um, wait, who? John Carlson. My reasoning for why I like Earl Carlson more than John Carlson. Is it because of why? My PK is also because he's on the Capitals. Oh, oh, oh. sorry. If this is because he's a captain, I'm like, no. Which Carlson? Neither are. Finish, finish the words, Jeffrey. Capital, capitals. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I didn't miss it. Um, number four, Alex Petrangelo. I put him there. I, I think four is a good spot for him. Yeah. John Carlson, I might. That is where I have Drew Doughty. I still yeah, have him as top three. Drew Doughty is still very valuable for the. So even though, I, I would even probably flip. No one's going to realize how great Drew Doughty is in the next couple of years because the Kings aren't going to be relevant, but he right. is still. Just as dynamite shut down as he was when they were winning the cup. Uh, I'll put it this way: so kind of backtracking. A bit. Same with Jose Kopitar too. Yeah, my number five. I'm gonna switch to John Carlson. Their fourth Seth Jones, or no? Um, or no? I said. Yeah, Petrin. This is tough. So, let, let, let's do this. So six. You know what? I'm going to do this. Six, John Carlson. Five, Seth Jones. Four, Petrangelo. Three, Dowdy. Okay. Two is Roman Yossi and one, Victor Hedman. Yeah, that's how mine is, too. Yeah. But it's... Uh, Again, it, it, this it's is a very... very... It's, it's nitpicky, obviously. Yes. Everyone's going to have their own opinions, but there's that's one... The reason why we have such a problem with these lists is when you see guys like Cal McCarr or right. uh, Quinn Hughes over guys that should be in this list if you're making right. arguments for Charlie McAvoy and Zach Kerensky. I have a program should be in here. And I'm sure there's right. other and guys they, that are on issue. this list. How is program not on this list? He's oh. not missed a single game. Clearly, we missed another Hold on. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Why can't I think he plays for Florida? Aaron Eckblad. Yeah. Another one you can make an argument for. Easily. He's a great defenseman who should, for my and my sake, should be a top twenty defenseman. He's a top twenty defenseman. I'm gonna I'm gonna even switch Gio with Aaron Eckblad. I'll have Gio in like the sixteenth pick, but or something like that. I don't even know what we said, but... But again, he's... Uh, or, I, yeah. Just because he plays them, it's one of those things where obviously they're going... A lot of it's going off what they did the year prior, which is why you see guys like Kel McCarr and Quinn Hughes so high, and also teams that you think of. That's why you always see Patrick Kane on the high on, high on these lists. Yeah, he still can produce, but it's... Because I saw something saying, who's going to... I think it was Angel... Uh, Twitter page said, "Who do you think is going to have the most points?" And it showed both Connor yeah, McDavid literally. and Patrick Kane. It's like, well, they play each other, so one of them's not going to be able to. And exactly. if, it, if I had to guess, it's going to be uh, McDavid. McDavid, yeah. Not that again. Not that 
Patrick Kane isn't great, but then you have these teams like the Floridas, the Carolinas, the Philadelphia can make arguments for too, of guys that are supposed to be on here that they just don't. Obviously, you'll get guys who I think should be on there, like Jonathan Huberdeau. I don't even know if he was even on that list for the Senators, even though he's also kind of a winger too. So, probably not knowing these guys. Nope. Of course not. Uh, okay, and not that they have Barkoff on here in the top ten. So there's, I guess they see him as a winger, not a center. Yeah, uh, they have him. Because Cat Friendly has him. They center. have him as they, a winger. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they have him as yeah. left wing. Right. Uh, yeah. They they have Barkov on here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have him. Yeah. yeah. Barkov's um, nice. All right. So what, surprisingly to me, he is in the top ten. That's very surprising. I think according that, that to I, these guys, yeah. For yeah, for these guys, it's surprising to me. It's All surprising right. So Barkov's the top ten. We're changing over lists if you haven't noticed. Yes. Uh, but. Uh, so let's let's quickly go over the top twenty centers list here before we get into some players' news. Uh, twenty Anze Kopitar, right again, away. Another guy, another guy, because he's on the Kings. Right away, the King, I don't think I agree with that. Like yeah. he's he's this is the guy who's it's won the same. The it's the same key. argument I made for Drew Doughty because the Kings weren't good because the Kings aren't going to be that relevant for the next couple of years. They think these guys aren't going to be as productive. Whereas if you take the same logic for guys like uh, Jack Eichel or um, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, sure, they're star talent players, but so are these guys. And those guys still right. put up numbers even for poor teams. Arnsa Kopitar is still going to shut down people. He's still going to put up numbers. He's still going to be one of the best defensemen in the league and one of the hardest people to have to play against. Yeah. Um, alrighty. So right away, I disagree with the twentieth. I I jump him ten points higher. I have him in my top ten. I have him at least top ten, if not top eight. I'm sure we did the centers list before. Yeah, I feel like this isn't the first time we complained about centers. No. Um, nineteen for Zill. I. I'm okay with that. I'm oh I'm somewhat okay with it. Yeah, it's. I think he's. I don't know. I'll I'll keep him there for now, but I'm I'm I'm. He compared to everyone else on the list. I'm having a tough time finding a good spot to move him. This is where I have an issue. Eighteen, Sean Couturier. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to nope. him when we get further into this list. But yeah, yep. I, I, that's all I gotta it. say is nope. But that's again, not we it. have the that's same wrong. issue. We had the same issue that we had in the last list. Elias Patterson at seventeen. Again, great center. He did great this year. Will he be in these top 20? Yeah. Now, granted, guess, this is his second guess, year. Yeah. He's now a rookie. This is his second year. Sure, but am I ready to put him in the top 20 yet? No. Same thing with Braden Point. Do you put him on the top 20? Probably not. These guys are both excellent centers and will be for years to come. Patterson, Patterson and Point. You can argue. You know what? I'll, I'll do this. Patterson and Point. I'm gonna bump down. Barzell. I'm bumping up. I'm still having Patterson and Pointer on my list, 
One, because they're dominant centers. Two, they're not rookies. Mm-hmm. But Barzell, I'll bump up a couple spots. Pedersen is a point. Um, I will. Yeah, I'd put I'd put Barzell over point. Yeah. Pedersen at this point. Yeah. Um, fifteen. Ryan O'Reilly. I'd have him a yes. little higher. I probably still have him outside the top ten, but maybe at like thirteen. O'Reilly, I would bump up to probably. At low, at the low spot is twelve. Out between ten and twelve, he's. Mm-hmm. I think he's worthy of a top ten yeah. pick for sure. Um, I think my top 14, ten list is going to be completely different. Yeah. Maybe not completely 14 different. Fourteen is John Tavares. Again, I I th- I get I get I kind of get it because he isn't this. He hasn't done as well in Toronto as he was doing as say. In, yes, and I, a lot of Leafs fans are New not York, happy with his progress. But, Especially with a much better team around him, especially offensively. Um, but I, I, I'd probably have him at ten for John yeah, Tavares. Yeah, Tavares, you've got a bump. Uh, this one is also again another tough one. Sebastian Ajo at thirteen. I think thirteen's a good spot for Ajo. Same. Um, I'm good with that. Mark Shifley, twelve. Again, this is I, this is where my Six. mind's gonna change. I'm gonna come back to mine when I do my top ten list. Yeah. Um, eleven. Steven Stamkos. With, with how much talent is left on the board, I think that could be a good spot for him. Unfortunately. Yeah, but. Um, it's yeah, so yeah, hard. Yeah, I it's I have so my... hard. Yeah. No, nope, sorry, I made list for him. I think I made a room for him in my top ten. Because um, my right. eleven, and this might be controversial because he did really well this year. Leon Dreisaitl. Really? Wow. He's a great center. Great center. I think there's guys above him. That I agree with. I was not expecting to have him as low as eleven, though. For you, I I was keep, I was bumping him down because I think guys like Crosby and Matthews. I'm t- I'm telling you my my top ten are better. Gonna, my top ten is gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a little. All right. Weird. So I, let's go to number ten. Who do you have at ten? I'm sticking with what they have at, with uh, Barkov. Okay. Barkov, yeah. Um, these guys at nine and eight, I'm taking them out of my top ten. I'm sorry, same, but same. This is where these I'm guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I think eleven should be Zabanj at twelve Malkin, and nine I've, nine at eight Malkin. They're both very good centers, great players. Pro- yeah. I'm not trying I'd to be biased have here. Walking outside it's my top ten, compared to the to talent me, in the top ten, not nearly as think, good enough. I don't think Zavanajet's that great as a player to me. He he's a good he's player, a good player, but, but I kind of don't think he's. Not he's I was gonna say I don't really. I think he might be twenty. He, he could be top eighteen. I don't know. Again. All right. He, he's he's been doing better and better each year. Uh, I, have to make Malkin, sure my, I do have to make sure my math is right on this one. Yeah. Um. All right. So I, I I'm replacing Malkin with Shifley at least at eight, if not even seven. Shifley is a very good center, but there's again other good centers. Um, seven is Bergeron. I'm bumping him to my top five. 
Give me a second. I'm writing down my top five. So my top Again, ten. No sorry, so I don't forget. No worries. Um, six is Jack Eichel. I like Eichel. Oh, I don't think he's top six worthy just yet. I think I'm going to – so I'm bumping Eichel down to probably seven, Matthew six. Man, it still leaves dry settle. I can't remember where I had dry settle. Um, you know what? Dry settle has to be like eight or so for me, if not nine. Um, Eichel seven, Matthew six, Bergeron five. I'm going to go Couturier four, Crosby three, or no, eh, McKinnon three, Crosby two, McDavid one. And that's my list. So we shall see what you come up with in a little bit, Mike. Yeah. Did I say move somewhere? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's who. That's who. Yeah. There's a lot of good talent on this list, don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, very yeah. tough I, list. I got mine. <laughs> I got two that are outside of what they consider right. top five. And some of these might even um, surprise you, Jeffrey. So my 10. I'm going 10 down. Um, 10, I have Barkov. That's 10. Okay. I think that's a fair pick. I definitely think that having Alexander Barkov is a fair, uh, fair pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, at nine, I have Stamkos. Eight, okay. uh, I've got Austin Matthews. Seven, Mark Scheifele. Nice. Six, Coots. Five Eichel, four Bergeron, three McKinnon, two Crosby, one. One McDavid. Nice. Like that's not completely weird, but there's some people that you were like, whoa, I have lower than others. Right. No, I agree. And again, these are very tough lists to make. Um, You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's uh, they're obviously tough lists, but it's it's one thing to be a tough list, but it's also you can't just go off of the previous year or uh, right. what they've done recently, or see that someone who's supposed who is a star talent that's not in a great exactly. team or a team it, that you don't think it's of. It's not about it's not to me also the thing with centers. One uh, my final thing for this, it's not about how many points you get. It's about your face-off mm-hmm. percentage. It's about your two-way play. It's that's why I have. Which, that's why I have a couple two-way players in my top ten. Exactly. It's I've about got, are you more of a offensive player or a two-way player? You know, mm-hmm. it, it goes both ways. But but then the a top twenty center it relies on face-off percentage. You know, face-off wins and everything. I mean, you lose, of course. Um, points does play a factor, but again it kind of draws back to more your defensive play. Mm-hmm. So If you're offensive, you should bring your defensive game in there. Exactly. To me, the reason why I have Matthews a little lower is because of that, because of his right. defensive and that's fair. kind of thing. So. Um, 
Eichel, I think he hasn't been given the chance to really be able to show everything he's been able to. Right. And and again, that's why I don't have him so high, so I'm bumping him down. Right, I got you. But um, that's just me. Yeah. But that's so unfortunately, we have to wrap this one up a little short today. Uh, the next time we got a, uh, a very interesting Flyers topic to discuss, it happened to be on this day many, many years ago that the Flyers' yes. offer sheet was matched by the Natural Predators mm-hmm. with Shea Weber. Next time, we will break that down and see what it would have cost the Flyers if they accept if the uh, Predators did not accept that offer. Yes. And uh, more news on Oscar Lindwell. So, so stay tuned to that. With that, we will stay tuned and see you guys next time.